This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm your host as ever, Glenn Williams. I am joined by Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. Gents, how are we? I'm good, thank you. Good morning. Good morning, one and all. Paul? Hello, everybody. Not a great week for Bluebirds. No, no, exactly. So we'll have to get on to that. Then we'll be starting with some uh, Stoke and Forest, the two defeats. Uh, we'll be moving on to uh, the Lee Tomlin problem and how Neil Harris goes about solving that. Uh, we'll be touching on the academy as well and the news that eight academy players will be released at the end of their current deals. Uh, before coming on to some Ask Blakey and some predictions for the Brentford game. So let's kick off then with, with, the, with the Stoke result on, on Saturday, Blakey. Um, personally, for, for me, worst performance under Harris, I, I, I would say. Um, but that's just my opinion. I'm sure people would rather prefer your opinion. Yeah, I just thought it was... Um, it was just... It was average. Less, or below average. Uh, no real cutting edge to the performance. Um, and it, it, you know, was was strange when you're away from home. The, the pressure, there's there's less pressure, and you know, a team like Stoke, who are under major pressure at home, um, you think if Cardiff go there and play any sort of football with any sort of strength and sort of tempo in their game, you know, they put Stoke straight on the back foot. You turn the crowd. It, it's so easy, mm. but. You almost it was almost like I commentated on the game, it was almost like Stoke were maybe in our position around about eighth, trying to get to the playoffs. And we were like a team that, you know, were like a Bansley coming to a big club and trying to get a result to stave off like any relegation battle. Mm. It, it, it was it was really strange and the two two goals so scrappy, you know. Uh the second one, the rebound I didn't think Smithies was at fault because I thought no, like, the kid no. smacked it from like five yards away. I did think the reaction of the players were, was was poor mind. And in the for the first goal, I thought um, Pogo got caught on his heels a bit, uh, and then the lads run across him and it's it's come off his knee and gone in. But two rubbish goals like from Cardiff's point of view. Yeah, really see. poor. Yeah, but on the other hand, then I wasn't there. The Stoke game that I wasn't there thinking it myself. There was no real ooh moments. I wasn't like I never remember the the crowd, the, the thousand odd fans who were there getting up. You know, at some point in the games, they usually get up, start singing, really become you know raucous, shouting and you know, driving the team on. It, it, it never materialised. I, th- I thought it was. I, I I don't know. I can't. I haven't seen every performance, so I can't say the worst performance, but. It was it was up there being a really poor performance. Yeah, mm. it was. And um, Paul, it was a particularly important game given lo- how lowly Stoke were in, in the league, and if Cardiff harboured any ambitions really of 
challenging those top six places. They need to be winning games like that, don't they? Yeah, but I didn't see Cardiff winning up there, to be honest with you, Glenn. And the moment we heard that Tomlin was, was out, that was it. I think I really think that had 2-0 Stoke written all over it for some reason. Um, as a combination almost, and I just think it was a desperately disappointing few days for Cardiff. You know, this time last week we're talking about, you know, X number of points off the playoffs, only nine points off second place. As Blake has continually said, hang on a minute, calm down. To close that gap, other teams have got to not be winning as well. Well, funny enough, on Tuesday night, a lot of those teams Lost, did yeah. lose and kind of failed to capitalise on the situation. Um, I, I, I take the two games in harmony. I think yeah. they're both very, very, very disappointing results. A lot of Cardiff fans are telling me that I think they think they play well against Forest. Well, they obviously saw a different game to me because I. I didn't think so at all. I, I, th- I thought, I'll be honest with you, I thought they played okay. I thought, There's I thought, no cutting edge there, though, there was in, in both 18 yard boxes, I, I, I agree with you, right? I thought first half, they had very good chances. And I thought we had decent chances. But I thought the general play, the, I was expecting us to go long ball crazy. Yeah. Right? Never materialised. Yeah. Uh, Sanderson, the young right back, Really, he looks decent. Really he? good. It's, he looks what, decent. it's what you've been missing in a fullback. Yeah, he right? looks decent. Can I know, defend. I know he stands like good size, hairstyle, but he looks quick and good size, and good stature, powerful. good power, uh, brave. Not just in tackling sense, but brave enough to get forward, run forward on his debut. You know, you could see. Now, if I'm Neil Harris, I'm gonna I'm gonna drag more of that out of yeah. him, definitely, because you know that is something that we've been lacking. Also. I thought last night going uh, two men centre midfield was a mistake as well. So, I like I've said, I we said a couple of weeks ago, uh, Glenn was saying like four points, you know, as we can close again. I said four points is a lot of points, mm. and within two games, three games, we've gotten six points. Mm-hmm. And what we'll do, and I remember I used to speak about this with Tux, God rest him. And uh, I used to say to him all the time, he used to get, like, we'd be travelling in the castle and he'd be like, man, but we're three points behind, you know, it's, it's nothing, it's one game. And I'd say, mate, listen, three points in the bag, you know, it, it doesn't sound a lot, but it is a lot. If you draw, they win, it increases, yeah? If, if they lose and you draw, it only comes down to two, do you know what I mean? So it is, and then when you get over that, then trying to get away from the team who are chasing you, that's difficult. As you see often with the relegation battle, right? You can have a stinker of a season, you can have a good run, you can get out of that bottom three, and then all of a sudden, kind of like Middlesbrough, have hit another buffer mm. and bang, straight back in. So it doesn't allow you for any sort of mistakes because actually what's happening is it's, it's the wrong way around. You're supposed to have a good run, you hit the buffers a bit, then you come back solid finish well mm. right that is the general way of most seasons unless you're the Invincibles or Liverpool right now Every you will have a wobble and it tends to be around about December January February your wobble right what you don't want is your wobble in April because you ain't got enough games to catch up so that tends to be the way but once you when when we got promoted started on fire great run hit the buffers around Christmas but because we'd had a great run, it allowed you to stay in a good position, kicked on again, 
and when I got promoted. Cardiff don't have that luxury at the moment. Do they? they don't. They we don't have that luxury. That's why I'm not getting excited. I can see that because <laughs> right because uh, the, the Wigan like the Wigan game was a huge game. Yeah. Right, and then to follow that up then with two defeats. It's kind of like, yeah, I, I, you know, and people might think, are oh, you being negative? I'm not being negative. I'm just, I just, I understand the pattern of, of, of football and what's coming. You know, it's not to say I don't want them to win. Mm. I, of course, want them to win every game, but you know, we've got to approach it with reality, right? You've got to put some perspective on there, which is reality. And I look at it and think, well, it's just one of those uh, things. We're not, we're not. I don't think we're good enough to be a top six team if I'm totally honest. And in the top six, there are some, you'd say there's some average teams or decent teams, but when they play football, the likes of Brentford can be very good. Preston can be very good. Notts Forest can be very good. You know, I don't ever look at this and go, right, there's a good win. We were brilliant. Can you, can you name a game like that this season? Well, where you've got, you've got, got a win and we've been brilliant. It? Huddersfield. Huddersfield right. away is about the only... And how many games we played this season? What is it now? 30, 36? 35, something like that. So in 35 games, you can recall one. Mm. Is that promotion? Do you understand what I'm saying? Is that a promotion well, no, no, label I, I for a team? I completely agree with you. I this Cardiff City team is not a fit enough to, to be promoted. Uh, it would be an indictment of the league, I think, if this, this Cardiff City team got promoted. Neil, um, Neil Harris needs... For me, if I'm Neil Harris, my next step is... And it sounds so simplistic, but please just watch the games and you'll understand what I'm saying. When midfielders and wingers pass the ball, they rarely move after it. Mm. I would say our players could run an extra kilometre in a game just by passing and then moving off the ball. Those 5, 10, 15 yard runs, unselfish runs sometimes, just runs for the sake of it. Um... Anyone did you watch did you watch Champions League last night when you got in? No. Anyone who watched Champions League last night, watch Barcelona and Napoli and watch how Napoli got out of defensive situations. Right? Brave, pass the ball, move, run off the ball constantly. Give the player who you're passing to more than one option. And that's what Cardiff need to adapt and adopt in their game is more movement off the ball. The two wingers last night for Forrest, both top sides. Forrest played in a nice rhythm, nice comfortable rhythm. Cardiff, when they matched the tempo and went above it, Forrest couldn't cope. Mm. Right? And I thought, I said on the cans, I was on the cans last night, I said, Cardiff come out the second half, high tempo. If I'm Neil Harris, I say, listen to me, I can see this. Go out, start the game on fire. Just run hard, fast, give it everything you've got for 15 minutes and you'll win the game. Right, actually flipped over. Forest started straight from the kickoff. Mm. What happened? They won the game. I just, I just thought it was poor quality from both sides yesterday. I thought both ends of the pitch, Cardiff's attack and Forest attack, thought they were. Once they gone for the final third of the pitch, neither side looked like scoring. I totally agree with so that. many clear, well, yeah, so many chances, half chances, and they just never looked like going mm-hmm. in. Um, Glatzlu, I thought, had one of his better games holding up link-up yeah. play. But even when he got to within 20 yards, I never thought he was going to rifle one into the top corner. Mm. You know, he's always mm. dragging one five yards wide or mm. wherever it is. Mm. Paul, what, what do you make of um, of Glatzel? What You've had... Sold shares in him. 
I disagree with you both. I don't think you play well at all. I, again, I, I, I aren't necessarily in sync with a lot of fans because I'm getting fans telling me it's one of his better performances. But you know, he doesn't win the headers. He doesn't get the flick-ons. He doesn't get into the poaching positions you need to be in as a striker. So, you I, know, I, I, I you know, tell you. Let, let me give you. A, you, you remember the situation. This. I completely understand it. I said on on the cans late yesterday. There was a time where I think it was Bennett had the ball in the left back spot, and he's passed it into. I think it was. It wasn't Pack. Someone went and had a shot. It might have been Volks went and had a shot. Right, but the two centre forwards, Patterson and Glatzel. So Bennett is probably ten yards, maybe fifteen yards over the halfway line and 10 yards inside off the touchline. So he's in a great area, could possibly cross it, but what you're looking for there is either a slot pass for a striker running across and in to get on goal straight away, or put it wide to get across. Both strikers are coming looking for feet. Now, if that's me, I'm, I'm saying to Bennett, listen, you've got options, you don't need to come into me here. This is, it's all closed here. If you come into me, they're just going to go whoomph. Mm. So I just turn away. I just jog off towards the middle of the back post. I tell him, by my movement, I don't want the ball. Mm. I want you to put it wide or switch it or the second striker has got to be coming across and in behind me for the run to get on goal. But if I'm Glatzel and Patterson, who were probably six, seven yards apart, both looking... Like jogging around by the edge of the box, waiting for the pass. And I'm like, no, if you're glad, so you haven't scored at home this season. Uh, scored against once Red or twice. In the cup, right, just, just, just go away. You're a striker. And when Paul makes the point about he doesn't uh, win headers, for his size and stature, so he's saying we bought him under Neil Warnock. So you're under this pretense that he's a big, solid, flip on to. He's not. He's a runner, mm. right? But what I didn't understand last night was he often was deeper than Patterson, which will allow him to nick the ball off the midfielder and then run at the back four. It's, Patterson should be doing that job. Yeah. Patterson, do that job, like a number 10, more, think more defensively when we're out of possession. But then when we're in possession, you're the one who's going to win the flip-ons. Because Glatzel can't. Mm. He's not strong enough backing in with his back to play. It's, it's not his game. So I, I actually think that on, on both occasions against Stoke and Forrest, Neil Harris has weakened two positions in the team. by, And I'll explain what I mean by this. To cover the, the Tomlin absence. So clearly whoever plays 10 is not going to be as good as Lee Tomlin. So that position is naturally weakened already. But he's also twice now taken Patterson out of the centre-forward position. And I think we've agreed on this show, while Patterson is not the ideal striker by any means, he's the best option that Cardiff have had in recent times. That's frightening, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, but, but I, I think it, but that it, is money as... But it, but it Vincent Tang got to be thinking but, but to himself, even, what are you talking even, about? But even you agreed with this last I week. I do, I do. But it, it's, still, it's so, still like... I know. Bamboozled and my so, head. And, so, and I'll come back to Pats in a minute. So, so I think that he's weakened two positions rather than just one by taking Patterson away from there. Um, there are other ways he could have filled the, the 10 role, which we'll come on to in the, in the next section. But So I, I think that he has to take responsibility for poor team selection there twice. Now, um, 
having said all that and going back to your frightening thing there was an instant in the first half when uh, it was crossed from the right so I presume it was Hoylett and Patterson won a header won a header and Glatzel hooked him back in yeah that he didn't expect to, to come yeah. back in right and Glatzel, money in Glatzel well I, I suggest otherwise Blakey Glatzel hooked it back in yeah and Patterson was standing still at the mm-hmm. back post. He wasn't expecting it. Now I think a proper striker, and it's not Patterson's fault, right? Because he's he's, you know, he's not a proper striker. He's just the best option that Cardiff have had this season. Would have anticipated that and and gone into that very yeah, no, position. The only place yeah. he could put it back was probably you know, back but, over his but he was on his back heels, heels yeah. and it was just headed away comfortably. Mm. You know. Um, also, you need a midfielder joining in though. I think they, 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 there's lots of what? little there's lots of little problems at the moment, right? I tell you what happened last night. Nelson and Morrison. There was a few times they they slotted that ball out into midfield or out to the wing or into the striker to go back to the midfield and then go wide. They need to do far more of that because it's not difficult. I say it's a it's a fifteen twenty yard pass, right? But also the two central midfielders. Listen, one of them needs to go box to box. Well, how many times have we said pack sits too deep? They can't no, sit can. as they can't know. both sit as sitters. You know, Vox joins in more than than pack, but still not enough. I, 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 I that's why I'm surprised. Like the athleticism, why Bakuna doesn't play it? Because I would just say to him, if you if you don't go box to box, you're not going to play. Right? I need someone who's arriving in the box and wants to get ten goals a season. Right now, that's your job. If after 15 games you've got zero goals, and I look at the stats, and you get in the box like twice in 45 minutes each half, I just pull you out and say it's not enough, and I look for someone else to do the I job. I thought I thought it was so evident last night because Forest midfielders were occasionally getting in the box to have shots. I thought they did actually offer something in the final third for us. Again, I, I beg to differ with you both. Certainly compared to Cardiff anyway, right? I thought they were pulling the ball back quite nicely and the midfielders were arriving for shots on goal and they missed three pretty good chances. Yes, yeah, the they were poor in the yeah. final third. They were, um, they were. Yeah. But, but it's just so apparent that Cardiff's midfielders aren't doing that, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And they were outnumbered as well. well so if you're, playing no... a, if you're playing a, against a three-man midfield and you're a two-man midfield, and you're a two-man midfield that doesn't have a lot of athleticism. Because you have to take in, if you're Neil Harris, you have to take into consideration that Pack is not an athlete, right? You, 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 don't, you don't play Pack to get about people closed down, you know, run from box to box. You play Pack to sit, to hold, to hold a shape, to organise, you know what I mean, stature. You don't play him as a runner. But Volks, to me... He's a bit of a he can, he's a bit of a terminator. He's got a bit of everything about him. Now, yeah. I would say get, bo- well again. get box to box. You know one of the problems with Blake, it's the age old thing we've continued to discuss on the show this 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 season is the pitch is too big for Volks to be going box to box at the moment. It's easier for him or any midfielder there to go box to box if they're all pushed up another five yards mm. and Packers a bit further forward, you know, mm. but. He's having a stretch, and that's why he's not getting into the opposition box. He's got a heck of a shot on him. We've seen that already yeah. this season, haven't we? You yeah. know, it's it's the reason why Marlon can Marlon sits so deep sometimes, and it, I don't think he's recognising how far away he is from the striker, but more importantly, how far away he is from his midfielder. Mm. So what happens is when the ball doesn't get won by Glatzel, or 
Tomlin or Pack, uh, not Pack, um, Patterson, it gets knocked down into areas. They're able to pick it up the second ball often, turn and counter attack. Cardiff have to realise the game is won and lost in the UK on second balls. Right? And if I'm going to play that deep and I'm Malin Pack, my passing has to be like Pirlo. Right? Because then when I pass it and I switch it maybe 40 yards or 30 yards or whatever, that allows me that split maybe second or 0.5 a second to, to make that 15-yard gap up at the midfielder. Then if it breaks down... I'm straight on him. But if I pass it and misplace my pass, or I pass it and I don't win the header, straight away knocks down, second ball, I pick it up, the opposition midfielder picks it up, and I've got a spare man against me. My opposition midfielder picks it up. I'm too deep. Often Volks is too deep. But if Volks is up against his man, fine. But... What do I do? Do I go to the man who's got the ball or do I stay with the, the deeper midfielder? Which then allows them to play. Mm. Uh, it, it, they're, they're little consistent problems that I can't believe the coaching staff don't recognise. that, Or maybe they have recognised and trying to do something about it. But if you are, then you, you, you alter what you're doing. Do you understand me? You don't allow Pack to continue drop deep and pass there was a few times that's like when he dropped deep tried to hit like a 50 yard pass hasn't come off mm. yeah he does that far too often right hasn't come off you lose possession and then they're at you but you know that you lose possession their left back or their right back first thing he does is go slot into the midfield they're, they're also what we call Hollywood balls aren't they yeah. the, the, you know well you've got a winger tight to the touchline you expect to control it when a bloke is on him straight away you know Chances are you're gonna lose possession in a situation. Yeah, and first like that. of all, you've got to you've got to pass it a few times to move the defence. What you're looking for is the person, the left back, who's supposed to be, you know, in a good position. But you say over cover in the centre half, then it gives you time to switch it, and bloody bad. Also, tempo with the play. I mean, I thought it was interesting. We had this discussion last week, and Glenn produced an article for the Echo from it about who we would choose as our midfield three well two it was actually two, well, yeah, the case yeah. that Tomlin was the third mm. and interestingly none of us are packing that you know yeah and I'm beginning to notice that from fans now as well who are calling for different combinations in there now it may be this is all naive on, on the part of all of us Blakey including me and you here mm. um, I'm glad <laughs> yeah, I'm <not laughs> but and, and but <laughs> It was interesting. He took pack off in the last twenty minutes last night, didn't yeah. he? Mm. You know, that hasn't happened too often this season, has it? Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. The, the, the gap needs to be good. Whatever. There needs to be more athleticism and legs in that midfield. But there has there has been from day one this season, as we've continually said. Yeah. And that surely that affects the whole balance of the whole team, and the, yeah. that's the reason that there isn't this free flowing football that you. No, but no one's no one's stopping no one's no one's stopping uh, Josh Murphy getting the ball, passing it and running. No one's stopping him doing that. No one's stopping Glatzel getting the ball, passing it, and running. No one's stopping Patterson. No one's stopping Pack or Volks. What I'm saying is, I I still think the players are locked into this this way of playing, which. It's like trying to get out of the quicksand. It's honestly, funny, actually, there was a, there was a corner in the in the first half to Forrest, and it fell. Patson was on the edge of the Cardiff box. Yeah, mm. 
I don't think anybody was up top and he just whacked it upfield. Now I know it's all about clearing your lines, but there wasn't any immediate pressure he could have sort of perhaps well, it's I know exactly the situation you talking about. Yeah, yeah, and just those, lumped it up like Dan those, Bigger would do. Yeah, you those know? are the situation. Listen, if you've been overwhelmed for like but a minute or two, you, you say fair enough, you, you haven't. haven't. You haven't. But at that point, so those are the positions from where I say you counter-attack. So my question would be, why isn't Murphy breaking a, a, a neck to get down one side? Why isn't Hoyland breaking his neck to get down another side? Why isn't Glatzel, like breaking his neck or coming short wherever he was on the pitch. Why isn't it the seed in your head? Why isn't the muscle memory reaction to go? Maybe it refer rewinds to what you said a minute or so They're ago. The, a, the muscle memory is yeah. whack it up there. Yeah, whack it up know? there. Clear so you lines. recall that incident? It was after about 15, 20 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same what I say with the long throws, right? You, if, you, if you look at that room over the last five games, right, I've watched four, four of them. If you look at the amount of long throws we've had, right, you know, it stands to reason you're going to get a goal or two from it. right? If I keep throwing, throwing, throwing the ball, because it's got to the point now where Volks is like 10 yards outside the 8-yard box. He's almost like, we'll say 10 yards shy of the halfway line and throwing it into the box. Right? That's just law of averages football. But the right? percentage of success is minimal. Is minimal. Minus right? what, less than 1%, uh, I'd say. The, the home game where I think it was Morrison one time, and it might have been... Happened against Wigan a couple of times. Pack, yeah, yeah, where they just picked it up and launched it down the line, and you could see other players inside going... Because it's, the players have just shielded the strikers, gone out for a goal kick. That is the greatest example I can give you of, like, your muscle memory is locked. Sean Morrison is... So locked on, long throw, right? He gets the ball, picks it up. There's two men inside him where he could just go. He go locked. We're losing. Mm. Straight down the line, right? Straight out for a goal kick. And people, the fans, like I'm, I'm sad. People around going, what, what, what was that? What, what? Volks, Volks needed to mix it up a bit. Against Forest. They just, they but, can't just but, love everyone. But that's come that. that comes from direction that of management. Mi- that needs to be right? mixed up. That, that is the manager telling, right, if we're there, you throw it. You're there, you throw it. You're there, throw Mate, that's all well and good. But you know, on the pitch, I've got my own intellect, right? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, just because you told me to do it, like my mum would say, if someone told you to put your hand on the fire, are you going to do it? Mm. No. At some point, listen, Neil, it's okay, I'm playing this game. Because if I throw it to Glenn or Paul and he gives me back and I give it him back and then he clips one and it, boom, Edda, you're going to say brilliant, right? But if I keep throwing, 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 the problem with the long throw is you have to win the first, the second, and then usually the third to score. Sometimes you win the first and score off the second, but often it's first, second and third to score. Well, people now, if you've like looked at the last three or four games, people are going, do you know what? If we stop that, if we just just dig in here, we take away like a good 30, 40% of their opportunity of scoring. That's huge. Put that higher, that percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to be kind. <laughs> I don't want to say we're all corners and free kicks and long throws. Like, but there was there was one, just very quickly on the thread, there was one funny instant, right? Right at the start. And given what you've said about long throws being a huge part of Cardiff's armoury, yeah? 
um, and the towel to wipe the ball is is an important part of that. For the first, there was no towel on the sidelines. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was in. It was in. It was in vague. It was in vague. It was in America with Deontay Wilder. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think. I think a fan had to offer a scarf to for, for him to. Yeah, yeah there was. There was a but, panic, but, but, wasn't there? The, 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 the towel, towel very quickly arrived for the second throw. Uh, Sorry, Glenn, listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with a long throw. Right. Mix it up. Mix if you've right. got, if you get sixty long throws in a game, the opportunity to throw it sixty times, and you're throwing it probably sixty-five, <laughs> right? Because now you're throwing it from positions where you just, what you're saying is, I'm just going to get it in your box. Well, what Cardiff fans like to see, right? And this was evident if you caught the mood last night of Young Sanderson running forward, yeah. right? Whoa, like it was like, whoa, we got like a bit of a player, mm. right? To the manager, to the coaching staff, to the hierarchy, listen, I'm telling you now, Cardiff fans are starving for some sort of decent football on a decent level, pass and move football, right? They're starving for it. And that to me, I was like, I was on the counter with Mark Poison, and Poison said, like, ooh, there's a bit of a a rumble in the crowd because Sanderson's like running forward and doing well and trying to get cross. Right, mate. Cardiff traditionally fast, free-flowing football. Good footballers. You ain't seen it really. I've said before, we ain't seen it since... Okay, Dave Jones's teams weren't successful. They they, they failed at the final hurdle of them. But the football was good to watch. Mm. You can't deny that. Right? Can't deny that. Maybe they needed a bit more to get over the line, but... Give me that with a bit more to get over the line because that, then it comes down to leadership, right? And you can get over the line. But it's been so long since I've seen Cardiff play that type of, like, you know, Kim McPhail keeping keep possession, looking to go into the strikers, you know, wits, uh, uh, chops making runs. And chops one quick, just intelligent runner off the ball, off Bof- defenders. Bothroyd, Bellamy, Bothroyd. Even All before Bellas came. McCormack was right, up, you know. Right. You want to see the ball pass, move, high tempo, aggression. You know, and I, I looked last night uh, and, and Saturday and they, 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 they can do far more of that for me. Mm, my head just sinks whenever the ball goes out in the middle of the opposition half and you see... Morrison trotting up. It's just it's not football, is it? It's not just bombing balls. I mean, it's a strategy. It's part of an overall. I know, I know. It's it's, sad. It's it's, now. It's like it's not a secret. Yeah. Anyway, one thing we have to come on to: um, Josh Murphy getting jeered off. This is the second time this season. Um, I know you're both trying to pass it to each other, but we're going to come to both of you with it. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> Cheers, Blakey. Um, <laughs> Paul is just making me go first. <laughs> what, what, would, what do you make of that? Is it slight, slightly listen, you can't, listen, listen. No. No? No. No what? It's no, not unfair. No, it's not unfair. It's, it's, it's not nice. But you have to understand frustration. Right? That's all that is. It's not fans hating on him. Mm. Don't like him. Don't let... Uh, Look at Josh Murphy last night. Look at Josh Murphy when he first signed for Cardiff City. I'm I'm talking about the pre-season games. Electrifying. Quick. Looked intelligent. Wants to make a difference. He's a shadow of his former self. His confidence is not good. Last night is not going to help him. 
But I'm telling you, the only person that gets you out of that position is you. But he's just got five goals in six games, though. Yeah, but if you know you could get that, that's that, that, that's six games. Yeah. Yeah. You want thirty goals or twenty goals in 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 thirty five games? Then we'll talk. I just don't think it's a good right. look for anyone, though. I just don't. What the 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 booing of the fans? Cheering some your own player coming no, up. No, mate, it's 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 not it's 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 not something I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had it, but I've seen it before. But like, you go in the dressing room and you say to the the player, just ignore it, mate. And it's it's easier to say when it's not happening to you. Yeah. But do you know when the fans are giving you stick? Listen, you have. To, I had it at Bolton. When I, yeah, I've had it. I had it at Bolton. You, you have to you, it's only you that's going to go out and change their mind because if Josh scored like they, so they cheered him they cheering him off like being sarcastic yeah had he scored a minute before that would that change his overall performance no but if they if he had scored and then gone off it wouldn't have been ironic cheers it would have been genuine way done well but his, his performance would still have been the same as it had, but he'd scored a goal. I just don't think he was any worse than yeah, five, it's, six, it's, seven it's, it's, it's not. It's not that. It's, I know it's a perceived it's, effort. It's, no, no, no. It's, I don't even think it's effort. It's perceived what he can be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. He's He's got... he. You don't expect from Marlon Pack what you expect from Josh Murphy. Yeah, good boy. Right? What you expect from Marlon Pack and what you expect from Will Volks is different what you expect. From Josh Murphy, Junior Hoylet, Mendes Lang, Robert Glatzel. Reason why Patterson is loved is because he seems it the, the the impression that he's giving you more than what he has to offer, right? He's not in a position which is his fave position or mm. the position, but but he he's gonna just it's just pure work and effort, right? And that's where they say fans appreciate that now. If you've got mad skills in a bag, which Murphy has, fans have seen it, I've yeah. seen it, we've all seen it, but you're not seeing it regular, regular, regular. And in games when, right, this is like S or bust now, this is time for us to push to get into the playoffs. We're relying on our star players. Now, you're £11 million player. It doesn't come much bigger than that, mm. right? Unfortunately, you can't do anything about the price tag, but it comes with responsibility. You have to produce. Paul, do you subscribe? I don't to agree with it, but I don't think it's it's it, it's something that just goes over my head as a former player because mm -hmm. I've seen it, heard it, and like I say, there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? It's it's no point. It was only a little ironic cheer. Don't don't let it sink into your psyche. Start thinking, oh, I want to leave and all that. You know. They just want you to do well. All right? That's what you have to understand. It's just frustration. For me. Oh. I don't think there's anything I can add that was, I thought that was, yeah, that really was well put, anything to this debate. No, you know? I thought that was really well put. They love him. They, they, you know, when he was scoring in the last five or six, you didn't see anyone like clapping like, oh man, Murphy scored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish he hadn't so I could really <laughs> blew him off the pitch. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't. They love him. Yeah. Right? But yeah. Josh, you're not playing well. Get off, man. That's kind of the reaction. If you're not going <sighs> to try, go off. 
Yeah. Get someone else on. I think Blakey's captured it perfectly. I've got nothing to add. Yeah. Don't don't read too much into that. I wouldn't. One final thing then is um, Leandro Bakuna and Callum Patterson. Don't read too much in that either. They probably made up with a dressing room. So they did. It's they, nice they, to they see. Went, they went in cuddling into the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens, mate. Yeah? It happens. It, I would put that in exactly the same bracket as uh, the, the the Josh Murphy situation, yeah. right? People, like, as I was walking, as I finished, because I was on the can, so I finished a bit late and the crowd is gone. And as I walk underneath the stadium to leave, the, the screen is like, it's on uh, Sky Sports and it's showing that incident, mm-hmm. right? And I'm thinking to myself, like, look, that is just typical. You know, it's not all like Forest Charge or it's like they're focusing on, there's a little bit of a push and shove mm-hmm. and a little coming together with two players, right? If you're not, whatever the argument was, you know, if you're not pulling your weight or you should have tackled him or you should have closed him down or you should have finished, mate, you're stags, you butt heads sometimes, right? But you're mates. You are generally mates, mm. right? In a dressing room. But sometimes mates fall out, right? But I thought it'd be done and dusted, gone by today. Going to training, you, you have a little scuffle, like play around scuffle. Or someone takes the mick or brings in a pair of boxing gloves or something like that. <laughs> and it's squashed. But the year, like you say, oh, they walk down a tunnel, arm in arm. You know, it. it, it it happens, mate. It happens, and it, it 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 actually, like, it doesn't show a willingness to win. It, it, it's, it but it shows you care about what's yeah. going on. It's not yeah. like a, ah, oh, well, we lost. You know what I mean? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know what I mean, so to me, those things I've seen are a lot worse, mate. I've seen players really, really kick off and go at it. Yeah. Anything to add, Paul? Like just, you summarised. Just, just credit to Will Volks for getting in there straight away. I won't want to be riling Callum Patterson like that. I have to say, he looks as if his head was about to go. And good on Walt Volks. And then I think Nelson also came in to uh, break it up. It's not a good look on a pitch, my Blake. I know these things happen all the time on training. You've seen it. I've heard about it countless times from players that I've known that you know. But I don't think it's a good look. No, it's never a good look. On, on an actual No, because pitch. what happens is... Do you remember that Batty Lasso? Was it Batty Lasso? Batty Lasso. Um, that was in a game Diabolia. itself. Which was in, yeah. yeah, but what this happens was, is... This was after the game. What happens is, is it, 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 it allows, like, people Tension to pick. to disappear. And pull, pull strands. And yeah. then you pull one little strand and then all of a sudden it starts to unravel. That yeah. that's, that's the hope of what... But, you know, as a team, as a collective group, You've got to understand that, why people are focusing on that one incident at the end of the game rather than the game itself. Like, that incident what didn't wasn't bigger than the game. No. Like, I thought the game was decent. You know what I mean? I personally did. But I didn't I didn't look at that incident and go, oh, my God. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's not, it wouldn't be the next thing. I haven't thought about it till now. That's why I started laughing because I, I just <laughs> remembered it, yeah. Fair enough. Right, well, that brings the end to part one. We'll be back shortly with part two. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Welcome back to part two, where we will be discussing the Lee Tom Lincoln conundrum and how to solve it. I suppose we've all got our 
our own views on this, gents. Uh, Paul, I'm going to come with, come to you first. How would you go about filling the enormous void left by, by Lee Tomlin? What I wouldn't do is what Neil Harris has done the last two games and bring Ward and Glatzel into the team and drop Patterson back. Um, I think that's a mistake. So I think the first thing to say is... It is a statement of the obvious, but you cannot replace Lee Tomlin. You know, we, we you know, he, he is... I don't think there's any team in the championship that has been so reliant on one player in terms of a cutting edge as Cardiff and Lee Tomlin this yeah. season. However, he's he's gone probably for the season, Glenn. Yeah, Realistically. So. Um, and so, to me, there are two options. Now, I was firmly of the opinion that Blakey's mate, Junior Hoylet, needs to play there. Right? Um, you, <laughs> well, you love Junior, don't you? You love him. He's, a, uh, he's, another, ba- he's another bamba, isn't he? You know? um, it's, the reason I say that is because he's the, you, know, you, you can keep a Doma and Murphy wide. And as we've said before, I think Junior's lost that yard of pace to go past full backs. But I think he still has the trickery and the ability and he can play with his back to goal, which you need in that role. You know, he's got a low centre of gravity, hasn't he, Blakey? And I think that he can he can jink and faint and, and he can create a yard of space for himself to possibly put somebody in, have a shot himself, which he's really good at. He's got terrific sort of shot. And I think the pitch is going to be smaller for him in that area, albeit a bit more crowded. So he doesn't need to rely on, on searing pace down the flank like mm. Mendes or Murphy, for example, or like Junior used to have previously. Um, albeit he wasn't as quick as those two. So I I think the most natural like-for-like like would be Hoylet. But part of me, given the discussion in the first part of this show and the, the midfield conundrum all season, part of me thinks you can't replace Tomlin so play Patterson Adoma and Murphy further forward the three of them and just play a narrow midfield three of Rawls Bakuna and Volks that would be the way I go which, which has got more energy about it more athleticism more legs than the car and you counter Tomlin's loss then. Yeah, you lose the creativity that Hoylet would potentially produce, but you counter it by hopefully, Blakey, having more of the ball, winning those second balls that you mentioned earlier on because you've got more numbers in there, you've got greater legs and athleticism, and maybe being on the front foot and then hoping that Murphy and Adoma can create further forward rather than having the wingers having a sort of trap back all the time. So I'm torn between those two options yeah. is the honest answer, but what I wouldn't do is what Neil Harris has done so far. Yeah. That would be... Yeah, I'm inclined to go with, with the second option there. I think with Rawls in there, some added legs. I also think Marlon Pack was a far better player with three in midfield. He didn't have to do as much and he could control the game at his own tempo. And I just think it brings... A better balance and also liberates the front three, as, as you've just said there. Mm. Blakey, what do you think? Yeah, I tend to agree. I tend, I tend to think I would. Um, I know Junior <clears throat> could play there, but you've got to practice it, right? It's not something that when you've played wing for such a long time, then you move into the middle. Expectation and people going, well, why are you doing what Tomlin does? Mm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? What's Junior? What's happened to him? You know? 
he, the, the, the reason why Junior is still on the wing is because he gets the ball and he's 1v1. Right? He's not got three or four people around him. And that takes, you know, good players can adapt quickly, but it takes time. For me, I would go with the option of going to a, a 4-3-3 personally. And uh, I would trade Tomlin for uh, a midfielder midfielder. So I would play uh, either Volks with um, Bakuna and Rals as two eights, going box to box, yeah. right? That would probably be, or Rals sitting with Bakuna and Volks going box to box, right? Uh, but I would tell them, you, you, you two got to get goals. Well, between now and the end of the season, you two have got to get four or five goals each, right? I think I think there's a lack of that sort of expectation put on players. I think there's a lot of right. We'll just go out as a collective and no, no. You're a team, but you've got individual responsibility in a team, right? And if you haven't, you should be given it roles and responsibilities. Your role playing as a centre midfielder, come the end of the season, is to be sat on double figures in goals, and double figures in assists, right? The rest will look after itself. That is what you've got to come out with, right? But if you're not getting to the box enough, then you're not going to hit those targets. You're not going to get there. So I would be inclined to go with the three-man midfield. But in the three-man midfield, you can also put Pack as a holder and two midfield runners. You've yeah. now got a Sanderson on the right, which you can start to utilise more as getting forward. So you've got another option in attack, effectively. Right? But you have to work on these things, recognise these things and work on them. Right? They don't just unfold. The young lad last night showed you, Neil, if you're Neil Harris, showed you, listen, I've got this in the locker. Right? It's probably why you brought me in, but I've got this in the locker. Now, find a way for us as a team to exploit that. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in the game it's not just when I decide no this is part of a plan so when the ball goes inside here Sanderson might pass it in the pack pack might go out to the left back in order the plan is right when it comes back across into say I don't know Volks he's going to turn and he's going to look to zing it 40 yards across because he knows Sanderson is going to be stood over on the far touch line mm. alright little things like that so that three, I would replace Tomlin, not with a striker. I think, I honestly think Hoylet and Murphy could be dangerous in that position. Mm. But neither of them are, well, I'd say, on song. And putting them in a position where there's more defenders around them, yeah, that's not really going to help them, in my opinion, right now. So I'd leave them in that wide berth where, as soon as you get it, you won't be winning. Worst case scenario, the wingers coming back and creating a two v one against you. So, I would replace them with one of the uh, midfielders. Yeah. So I think I think the point to make about the, the midfield three we've discussed there. Uh, we're not talking about Keen Skulls and Beckham here or Javin and Iasa. We've got to accept their limitations. They're not going to carve open defences. But I think it's about the balance of the team. It's what they mm. could bring to the team with, as you say, Sanson going further forward with the wingers playing perhaps slightly higher up the pitch. And as such, Cardiff playing higher up the pitch, winning those second balls, all that sort of stuff, which I thought Cardiff did far too little of against Nottingham Forest, Blakey. And, and 
having the numbers in there to be able to do that. And I don't know, maybe that could just kickstart everything. Well, you have to have a plan B, right? Mm. You know, the players get injured during the season. You can go, right, oh, Tomlin's going, what am I going to do? You have to know what you're going to do, mm. right? So I know if Tomlin goes down injured, it almost allows me to play three central midfielders, yeah. right? It's, it, it's actually great for Marlon if I want to play Marlon as the holder. If I don't, I want to play Volks or Rouse or Bakuna as a holder. I think Marlon's more disciplined in that situation, yeah, right? Because I he's agree. not looking to get forward. So you've got the perfect holding midfielder who now doesn't have to worry about being outnumbered. Listen, two eights means box to box. I think those other three could all be eights. Right. They've all got enough energy. Absolutely. Rao's got enough energy to go box to box. Bakuna's got enough energy to go box to box. And Volks has got enough energy to go box to box, right? Bakuna's got the athleticism on the other two, right? Because he is quicker than them by quite some distance, I would imagine, right? So for me, Bakuna, and I would go, like Volks and Rao's are very similar to me, but I think Volks, well, not more of a beast. Mm. You know I mean, he, he hasn't got more than Rao's. I, I don't know. I, I, I just think you've got, uh, between those four, You've you've got you've got a three, and then if one of them gets hurt or is not playing well, you've got a, a swap, and you know I, I just I would go with that. But you 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 can't be thinking to yourself. It was it was like with Tomlin, it, it's like oh my god, he's injured. Well, players get injured. They should have bought another playmaker, shouldn't they? It it happens. So you know I mean? so going back to. Going back to Stoke and Forest very quickly, I was disappointed with the way Harris filled the void. I, I thought agree. he did statement of the obvious stuff, you know, and I think there has to be more out of the box thinking than that. And I hope, Glenn, that for Brentford, he would have seen that because, like I say, I feel two positions were weakened. That's going to be a very different right? game. And I and I just hope that for Brentford, you know, you know, you may need that extra midfield cover to, you know, because they're. they're dynamic front three and so on and and I just think that I just hope this week he will do one of these two things that we suggest um, See the and not play Glatzel or Ward the, be what, the beauty of having that three right when I'm saying go box to box so if say that Brentford come on the weekend very good passing team right good wingers quick play good football the beauty of playing a three is you can we can say right we know these are a passing team. We're not. I concede that, right? So you three, we're just going to sit in for the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes, right? We're not going to sit back like how Cardiff started yesterday, right? It was when Cardiff, Cardiff was sat in a good shape and conceded, right? The reason why they conceded last night was the shape was fine. But then you have to step to the ball, right? You can't have 10 men behind the ball and just like, shadowing sort of thing you have to step on when that ball comes into that over that halfway line we all step forward we don't step back that was Cardiff's problem last night so with those three midfields you can start by saying right going to hold a shape when they come over a certain area you step on step on step on and then after 10-15 minutes when we start again in the game you think right the crowd's up we might have had a counter attack and now we step forward now we change our strategy slightly and we we, we, we press high for 10 minutes, right? You have to approach the game in different... The 90 minutes isn't just play 90 minutes or 
we're going to do this for 90 minutes. During the game, right, we might start second half last night. Listen, start. Boom. I want you, you flying forward, you flying forward, you flying forward, you flying forward. Right? That wins the game and catches the opposition by surprise. Actually, they flipped it and caught us by surprise. They started like a house on fire second half. Right? Whereas what they had given you for 45 minutes was nice controlled, nice rhythm, right? Take the rhythm up, take it down, control it. There's often times where you're thinking, God, he could have gone one-on-one -on -one and got at the defender there. Amiobi turned out, slowed it down, kept the ball, control, possession. Do you understand what I mean? So Cardiff have got to learn to do that. At the moment, Cardiff are kind of a one-trip pony. What do you think he will do, Glenn? I, I agree with you in saying that he should not go with two no, up but front. What do you think he will do? I think he'll go midfield three. I, I, I hope so. I, I think he has. I, I think with, with the two up front, I just think there's no subtlety. There's no guile. The, the one bit of subtlety that happened against Forrest was when Glatzel played that little back heel and Murphy got brought down at the box for a penalty. Well, what wasn't given a penalty. Yeah. But that was the only occasion that I thought, oh, that was a nice bit of interplay. Yeah. But otherwise... Hoyler or Patterson or Murphy were picking up on the edge of the box, getting scared, shipping out to the wings. There was at the time in the second half where he's come up to Patterson, he's, he's lovely cushion header back to Glatzel. Glatzel took it on right footed and the keeper saved it. Remember yeah. that one? Yeah, yeah. But those uh, are too infrequent. Yeah. All right. That is that that should be happening like eight nine times a half. Mm -hmm. Right. Not just the head where he's chested it or he's just he just he's running one way and just side foot it or heel it. Back to the back to his mate because he knows he's there. But they're all game understanding. You you, you you gain those things by playing together more and more and more. And yeah, if you swap, that's your decision. But you don't then allow for partnerships and understandings to grow and build. You don't. I just I don't think Cardiff are good enough to see that much possession and control in the middle of the park by playing just two. No, you there. can't. They're not. They're and, not yeah, and, and they haven't got enough guy in build up play to have two up front so I just don't think he can go with that anymore I think he has to play a midfield three so, so my question I know we, we need to wind up this section so my question here is if we can see all that and, and <laughs> no, nothing, nothing is being said in hindsight here because as soon as I saw the Stoke team selection I thought this is the wrong call if we can see all that why is it taken two possibly three games for it to happen the game of opinions. Manager's okay, opinion enough. is there different. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on quickly then to, to the academy and uh, the news that eight academy players are said to be released at the end of their current contracts. Um, we, we don't know the identity of all, all eight of them, but we know that um, I've had it confirmed that Cameron Cox will be one of those players. So, um, so gents, I, I assume you've both got views on this. Blakey, we were talking a little bit off, mm. off air about it. What are your initial thoughts on it all? Well, uh, like I said, I've often heard people say uh, the players aren't good enough, right? Now, and I always say, well, there's players have come into the academy over the years, left, gone on to other clubs and, and made a career for themselves. And Cardiff have earned like, very little, if nothing, cash-wise, yeah. off those players. So I look at the... I, I often say, like... Uh, you hear me say, I rip her up and start again, right? Functionality-wise, like I, I, I speak to people there, you got everything, right? You got everything. Now, I know, fact, I know that there's not enough young players 
to me these days dedicated to your career right like, what I'm talking about is doing extras extras so if you've got weak legs you build them if you've got a weak core you strengthen it if you're slow you quicken if you're not good on free kicks but you want to take them you practice them right I think there's too much of already thinking if you're a young player I'm a footballer right and I've seen it with relations of mine and what have you seen them go through it I'm already a footballer got the tracksuit Nice and tight, looks good, got new trainers, walk around. Yeah, I'm a footballer. But say you're not a footballer. You don't want to be footballer, right? In order to get to being a professional footballer, first team, you might have a professional contract, but you're not a professional footballer, right? Because you're not playing in the first team. Nobody knows you. Strut around all you like. Nobody knows you. So I look at the academy and functionality-wise, functions fine. Right, coaching can improve, in my opinion, but not just coaching football. It's developing mind, developing young men, letting, trying to make them understand that the jump from 18 to first team, forget 23s. Right, it's just a holding pond for me. Yeah, I hate 23s. Right, it's just a holding pond. Go back to the old reserve where players are coming back off injury, and you know. I play with some players in reserve games who treated it like a first-team game, mm. right? And if you don't, they're going to pop you for it. Others used to treat it, right, right, this is, I'm not going to go 90%, I'm just back off a long injury. I'm going to go 70% and just try and get through the game and make sure I manage myself. But everyone had the same, we're trying to get to the first team and we're one step away from it. 23s, to me, is an extension of the scholarship. There's... It's, it, 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 it's, it's still not sort of doesn't give you that edge right the step up still is is no different or not much different from youth team to first team might be a couple of percentage points here and there but nothing worth talking about it's just my opinion so I think the academy functionality wise fine coaching improve and improve the mental state the mind Right, though some of the some of the kids should be, or all of the kids, but most of them, like used to finish training, you just used to mess about. Right, when I was at Cardiff City, play head tennis. Right, if you if you've been a bit naughty, Bobby Smith would take you on the on the track and run you, right, round Indian Park. But you you were always you like you used to have a little area when you used to come in through the old Indian Park tunnel, the doors. You remember that the old like wooden doors, that area where you go left to the home and right to the away. That area we used to put a bench there. I used to do like little head tennis games or something like that. Or you go in the we had a not a nice weight room, but you go in the weight room and do some work. Or like you said, the manager would say right, we're doing running this afternoon. So it's extra work. Didn't like it, but when you got into the first team, you realised why. Because training every day as a youth team, stroke 23s player, the standard, the pace, the tempo, the strength, everything goes up like 30, 40% once you get in the first team. Right? Now, if I've not pushed my body to those brinks regularly, again, muscle memory, it becomes a shock and I can't handle it and I'm struggling and this kid is quicker than me, stronger than me and I'm not sure what to do and my concentration's gone. So... There's 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 a mix of a lot of things going on, right? And I, I some of it is part of the way football's gone, 
right? And people, like coaches think, oh, this is the done thing now, I'm a coach. But for me, you, you gotta, if you haven't got, I always say, if you haven't got former footballers on your coaching staff at youth team level, you're gonna have a major problem, right? You are gonna have a major problem because it's difficult to coach someone or you can't coach someone to say, this is what it's like in the first team. But if I'm telling you, Glenn, mate, I went in that country and that country is boiling hot. Whatever you do, don't go without sunscreen. If you go without sunscreen and you come back all blistered, I say, well, you know, I told you. But if I tell you, you're going to go prepared, right? You're better prepared to go and face the consequences. So for me, there's not enough understanding of the coaching staff to then give the players what they need to hear. Because the players, sometimes, for me, some of them need a bit of a slap down. Honestly, I honestly believe that. I think too many of them think, I've got the tracksuit, I've got the gear, I'm in the youth team, or I'm in the 23s, and I've got a professional contract. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a professional. Mate, talk to me when you've got 100 league games under your belt, which is effectively about four seasons, or should be. All right, three or four seasons. Then, once you've been a pro three or four years, and in the first team, regular, where the manager goes, yeah, Glenn, on the list, yeah, Paul, yeah, right wing, Glenn, centre mid, yeah, Nath, left side, yeah. When you're that person, then you're a first team player. So there's there's a bit of fault on both ends, right? And I'm surprised that they let the likes of Cameron Cox go because there's been so much talk about him. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen him. I have to see him regular, regular, regular. But it it's it it's not as easy as to say, well, you know, I don't think it's easy enough to say, well, he's not good enough. No. Right? Or it's, you know, the coaching. It's a bit of everything going on in here. Right? Yeah. There's a bit of everything going on in here. But you have to, again, you have the academy and the academy coaches have to understand, not just know the game from a coaching perspective, but know, right, well, I remember the time when I played against this player and all he wanted to do was boot me. I remember the time I played this game and he is quick, so he was quicker than me. How am I going to get the better of him? And if I sit and talk to you about that, I start to open up your mind, I start to make you think a bit, don't I? Well, Glenn, you're playing against Paul today. Paul's a left back and he's a whippet. You're not. What are you going to do? How are you going to, how are you going to get your crosses in? How are you going to beat him? How are you going to... You have to think of a different strategy, right? Mm. Maybe you're going to have to run inside a bit more or, you know, hug the touchline when it comes to you, you're just going to take a touch and whiz it round Paul because you've got a great right foot. But there's that, there's that game knowledge, I call it, right? game knowledge and I think that's what happens at academy level stroke 23s there's not enough people with game knowledge that are coaching and putting that into the players like I say go out and play it's fine anyone put out cones and this and that and, you know coming out and you look at Heathrow runway and there's lights and cameras and cones everywhere and we'll go ooh look at that but the actual the understanding, the, I call it, of going into battle, going into war. Mate, you need people to, whoa, 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 like young Cameron, 
So when you go to this game now, it is gonna be mayhem, sir. Right? Unlike anything you ever heard heard or seen before. You're playing for Cardiff City, you're going up to Leeds. Listen, it's gonna be mayhem. It's gonna be fighting over here, it's gonna be rowdy over there, they're gonna boo you, they're gonna chuck stuff at you. You know, if you tackle someone the wrong way, they're gonna be baying for your blood. And that's intimidation, right? Ninian Park, they were great at it, the fans. <laughs> I've seen plenty of people wilt. You know, Terry Phelan, big super don playing for Man City, wilt at Ninian Park, wilt. I've seen it, been on the pitch and seen just big name players die off, right? So you have to understand that as a player. And sometimes, like last night, your own fans can attack you. As Josh Murphy would tell those young lads, listen, if you're not playing well, they'll come for you too. Not straight away, but after a period of time, they're frustrated. So there's the, the dynamic is, it, for me, it's, it's got to change in the academy to give those players a better chance of success for me. Paul, never nice to see someone of Cameron Cox's uh, ability leave the club. No, I, I think that the academy gets a lot of unfair criticism at times, to be honest with you. Um, ultimately, allowing for the points Blakey makes in terms of the pre preparation, ultimately you have to have a manager who's prepared to invest in youth, and Neil Warnock was never ever going to do that, nor was Marky Mackay previously. Um, when I look back on you know, Cameron Cox played in the same way, you know, I know how highly rated he was in the Wales age grade set. I played in the same team as Ethan Ampadu, played in the same two long tournament team as Joe Roden, Chris Meppham, Dan James was part of that, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm right in saying Tyler Roberts at Leeds. Yeah. Who've all been given a break. Warnock preferred Lee Peltier to him. Um, <coughs> I know you're a big fan of Peltier. Blakey, I get all that, the experience, but for me, Cameron Cox could have been developed and do the exactly the type of role that you say Sanderson, and we saw Sanderson doing. Cameron Cox could have done exactly that, given a proper opportunity, but Warnock preferred experienced players. I know that Neil Harris certainly talks to a game about giving youth its head. He was the Millwall Academy manager, so he believes in it more than Neil Warnock does. Yeah, and, and he's given... Some younger players more chances. Yeah, but it's, it's the it's the and that's not that's that's like say, uh, that's like saying today it's raining a little bit less than it was. Storm <laughs> Storm Kiara's a little bit less than Storm Dennis. Dennis or whatever. You know, I mean, Warnock gave nobody a chance. Yeah, um, but I do hope that Harris does it because it has to be the business model for Cardiff City FC. It's got to be the it's business model for all clubs. Blakey came mm. through, came through, and in those days, what was it two? 250 or fee, 500k, I can't remember now, I genuinely can't. Whatever it was, a lot of money mm. for Cardiff City in mm. those days, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's, you know, so Cameron Cox could have been doing it, and he, he might now be a Premier League footballer in the making who, who would go for more money, but... You've got to be, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to allow... So Cameron Cox coming into Cardiff and then Neil Warnock and playing 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there especially under the promotion campaign. 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there, Pelt is out injured, play 90 minutes. In a, that is how you do you don't You don't put them in. And just leave them in. And, no. Right, he didn't no. do well, out you come. Yeah. Right, that is not the way you do it. No. You know, he, he, no. you know they, and, and there's no amount of preparation you can do to, to get you ready for first team. But the more you do, the better you'll be when you're in deep water. Blakey, right? Warnock, Warnock, 
isn't the first so and won't be the last card I've managed. I mentioned Malky wasn't a great one for younger players. I can go back a little bit further, only a little bit further, to Dave Jones, another one who preferred experienced players. He picked Paul Quinn ahead of Chris Gunter, who was a young kid coming through at the time. We could see how much talent Gunter had, because mm. we were watching him play really well for Wales against mm. Germany. And he was almost shamed into picking mm. Chris Gunter, mm. because Toshat was picking him for Wales when mm. he wasn't being picked for Cardiff. Gunter went on to net Cardiff, what, a million pounds or mm. something like that, mm. with a move to... Tottenham wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Memory serves mm -hmm. me right. Yeah, this right. is this is the model. So you have to have a manager prepared to and not just not just prepared that, to invest in. What's you. the point in having it if you're not if the manager? It's a, listen, it's okay. Neil Harris saying I believe in it, right? But I don't want to see. I don't want to be appeased, right? I don't want you to just do it for the sake of doing it, right? I want to see it actually properly develop. So I want to see you take those youngsters. And I want to see like one or two of them on the bench. Then in a game where <laughs> we might find ourselves three 0 for the good at some point, we put them on. But also, listen. Also, you might find yourself where you know December, January, hamstring season. My right back goes down. And the other point to make here is that young Taz. I can't remember Taz's name. I know a highly rated Man, list, though. Yeah, really highly rated within that academy uh, midfielder. Um, and he was on the bench for one of the games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Season. I don't want to be appeased, but, right? No, no, no. But the the, what the point I'm trying to make, Joe is, the that. I'm trying to make, Nate, is that the reception he got from the fans as he did a warm-up down towards the canteen. One of our own. So this is what I'm saying. Cardiff, I know this happens everywhere else, but from the days of you, like, I remember one of, the, one of the fans' leaders, I won't mention him, talking about that Eddie May era with you. Uh, Jason Perry and Damon Searle coming in and this fan said to me Paul we get our passion off of these young players these mm -hmm. homegrown players coming in mm -hmm. right and there's been too little of that in recent times because managers mm -hmm. have not been prepared to give them a chance mm -hmm. I don't for a second dispute that the talent has been there the oh, I agree with the you the academy has produced this talent this is an area that has produced that where Gareth Bale, Ryan Giggs, Aaron Ramsey and Craig Bellamy were all born not so long ago. So this area does produce those footballers, yeah? Listen, this area um, plus the Valleys produces ridiculous yeah, amounts yeah. of challenge. But That's uh, why the likes of Arsenal, Luton, Tottenham, Chelsea, West Ham, they, they, they've all come down and recruited. Man City, Liverpool, right? They've all come down and recruited. Southampton. Southampton got like yeah. Uh, development squads nearby so they can recruit they come back right? to it, there has to be a belief that the manager at that level the top manager will give these youngsters a chance and I don't think there was ever that belief that Neil Watt was doing I, it I, I think there is th that Neil Harris will do it but I, I, can't, I can't believe that so I think I'm right in the understanding that where the first team train and where the youth team train is different, right? Youth team train at Tree Forest. Yeah, and the first yeah. team at uh, But, but team Harris has brought a lot of the Tree Forest youngsters up to the bell, yeah. so he has changed that. Right. But you're right. right. That's, that's so that's, that, there's your starting problem. I've said for six, seven, maybe eight years, Cardiff should own their own training facility. Why? Because you can be in a position where you can just be accidentally walking by and see something that you think, whoa, what was that? That kid do then. Oh, who's that kid? Right? As the manager or the coach or whoever. But if you're never in the same vicinity, never in the same building, you don't get to know people, you don't get no personality. Look, when you're part of a club, it is 
16 to 70, 80. You know what I mean? People who work in the club, people who work in the training ground, people who cook the food, you're all part of the same group. So when, when, when you've got one arm over here, it's easy for someone like Neil Warnock to go everywhere. Yeah. Forget it, sort of thing. All right? I just buy players. All right? I buy, you know, oh, you know, you want to get promotion? We need experience, so I'm going to bring them in, freeze, blah, 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 blah. But even a free transfer, what you're paying him per week, it's going to be 10 times what you're playing a young Cameron Cox who's ready to come through. Who could net you a multi-million pound Who could then net you a million pound at the end of two years? Right, so you know, I like, like I said to Paul earlier, I, I can go right, Jason Gummer, Gareth Abrahams, Mo Scott, Alan Lewis, Damon Searle, Lee Badley, Jason Perry. That's just off the top of my head, right? Chris Fry, put myself in there. That's that, there's nine players there, right? Young. I can't remember Jamie's name. He was a young player. He was a right back for a while. Uh, Lee Jarman. Uh, Scott Young. Scott Young. You know, I, uh, you, you, ju you just go on and on and on. Cardiff, it's only over the last probably eight or ten years that that sort of conveyor belt has just been shut off. And it's funny how when we get into money, ridiculous amounts of money, right, that tap has turned off. It's almost like you know, we don't need it anymore. But that was the club's bread and butter for, for as long as I can remember. It, it just, it, it wasn't a case of we develop them because we've got no money. It was just like, well, well what's the point in having them if you're not going to develop them? Because young men become men, right? You know, when you're 15, 16, you think, oh, I'm not as strong as him. You know? And then boys challenge their dads, right? And you get to the point where you become as strong as your dad, <laughs> if not stronger. Right? And that's usually about the 21, 22 mark. Trust me, I know, because my eldest is a brute and he throws me around for fun now. <laughs> <laughs> so there comes that stage in your life. But you, you, you've, you've got you've to allow for that development. So like I said, it, it's, there's, it, it, there's fault on both parts for me. right? Uh, fault on like first team managers. Fault in co coaching. Not just coaching, but game understanding, right? And then the players themselves. You've got a picture of young of James Robbery here on the paper. Good coach, good coach, good coach. Didn't play the game, right? But I would say to James, you're a very good coach, but what about the mental part of things? What do we do mentally to develop these players, right? And how many of these players you see coming back off their own back putting the boxing gloves on and doing a bit of gym work or you know going out and doing free kicks remember uh, you probably will remember can you remember a game called spot Paul where you'd like draw a spot on the wall and you try and hit it with a ball you and your mates with one touch you try and hit the spot and whenever the ball lay bound off the wall if you missed it every lay you had to try and hit the spot if you hit the spot you get five points or ten points right when I went to Chelsea's training ground this is Chelsea Right, I said to I said to Eddie Newton, it's like a it's like a little uh, like five side area with a goal painted and it's got like three or four holes. Go 
all painted on a board, and then it's three or four holes outside, like a little cage. I said, I said is that the old spot game? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, but it's different. They don't rebound it now. Obviously, you just got to try and hit it through the slot, and then you practice your free kicks and wherever you are. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's why I say sometimes the, the ideas have transformed a little, but they're still the same as they... Uh, football is football, mate. Lenvi 11, one football. Referee, two linesmen. So it's not complicated. Okay, I think there are two big topics we've covered quite extensively there. Mm. So um, I, I suppose you should just say we wish those eight players all the best in whatever they go on to do next. Yeah, well, hopefully it's football for them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we'll be back after this with some Ask Blakey, finally. Welcome back to the final part of Blakey's Boot Room, where we will be asking the great man your questions. So let's get straight to it. We'll go on Twitter. And, uh, oh, well, this is timely, seeing as though we've just come off um, Academy stuff. Uh, Gareth Davis asks... Uh, what credentials do Harris and Steve Morrison have to justify them being given control of a Category 1 Youth Academy? So I'll give you my uh, Homer Simpson. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, difficult. You don't do. You. You, don't, you don't give them control of that. You have to work in partnership. So James McCarthy is the head of the academy. Should be, uh, should, he should, Neil Harris comes in straight away CEO, Mehmet, whoever, or Kenchu, or Kenchu, Neil Harris, James McCarthy. Right? We've had a manager didn't want to deal with the academy. For me, that's not your choice. If you're not going to deal with the academy, then you don't come into the club. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Because what's the point of having it? Right? And, you know, it's not like the players you're bringing in have been, whoa. Right? So, for me, sit down the three of them chief exec or CEO or director of football James McCarthy and Neil Harris and they work right who right right, I'm going to I'm going to nominate this player this player this player from James McCarthy I'm going to send him over to you and that's part of the reason why you've got to have the same all on the same training ground but I'm going to send him over to you I think he's okay, Neil Harris. Then, uh, nah, I don't fancy those two, but him, I do. At the goal, right next to, but it's not over for you once you've gone. You just have to go back, work harder, try and get back mm. again. Mm. Um, Gareth also asks Does Blakey agree there is not sufficient for us to be simply hard to beat? The performances on the whole are devoid of quality, delivery set pieces and final balls are woeful. <laughs> when do you think Harris will accept accountability for performance levels? It's difficult because it's not his team, but I, know you mean, I totally yeah. accept Gareth's point, but it, it, it won't change until you get someone who, who's, who can change the, the whole mentality, not just of the team, but of the club. You know, you've got, you've got almost like the hierarchy, give it to the manager and step away. And we'll just follow your kind of lead sort of thing. Mm. Then you're going back to my old argument of philosophy of the club. And if you've got people who don't understand what even what your philosophy is supposed to be, or whether you're supposed to have one, then you find yourself in this position. Gareth Dunning asks, Why do fans and media expect such a swift return? The last nine relegated teams... Cardiff, Huddersfield, West, Brom, Fulham, Stoke, Hull, Swansea, Sunderland, Middlesbrough. Pick the bones out of that, Blakey. 
it's difficult to me. I know different. It could have been worse. Yeah, bouncing back immediately is difficult, right? And I didn't expect this to bounce back because we didn't go in there with the attitude that we wanted to stay. We went in there with the attitude we're here to have a bit of fun, all right? So it's no surprise to me if you go in with that attitude and largely the same players and managers start the following season. Listen, I've got enough experience to tell you that I very much doubt you're going to automatically bounce back up. Mm. But you've got parachute payments. It's about then you didn't go crazy and go mad on the wage bill. But, you know, you probably had too many players. Not probably. You did have too many players. So it's about cutting and then injecting quality when you do buy and understanding you're playing towards this way of playing. Reese Chambers asks, how impressive was Dion Sanderson? Looked to get forward a lot in the first half and certainly didn't look at the place. <laughs> I agree, he was very impressive. One game, let's not get carried away, but yeah. that's why I think fans do get carried away because they're staffed of it. Yeah. Uh, Nigel Harris says, eight points in last seven home games and one win in last nine home games is poor and why City will not catch the pack. Do you see any way they can pick things up, especially with Brentford and Leeds next up at Cardiff City Stadium? I don't, I'm afraid, mate. I think... Uh, damning, damning verdict. No, I, I, I told you before, I'm not getting excited, mate. I, I, I don't think there's a promotion there for us. I don't think the playoffs are there for us. I hope, like I've said to you many times, I hope I'm proved wrong. Nothing would please me better than for them to go on a run again in the playoffs. I just don't think it's there. And when the opportunity arises, we're not able to take it. And as I've said many times before, you run out of games, mate. The Underdog asks, with season ticket renewals, do you and the fan base very discontented? Do you expect a sharp fall in sales? Personally, can't see a shift in more than 12,000, 13,000, which will also result in less budget for next year, even with parachute payments. I totally agree. See a sharp fall? Well, what was it, 16,000 last season, 17,000? I haven't got the figures. Uh, I, I can see, I think if you looked at the game last night, you know, Forrest, one of your playoff rivals, and there was a lot of empty seats in the stadium, right? Mm. So why is that? On TV, awful weather, but also, yes, the other stuff I know. I mean, but... To the fan, it doesn't matter that it's on TV. We we say that often, but he doesn't care. He wants to be there. What? Why do I buy my season ticket mm. for the live experience? Watching on TV is great. Oh, you know, I've got a bad ankle or something like that. I can still, but ultimately, I'm a fan. It's the fan experience. Uh, Bluebirds past ask: Will we score a goal while Tomlin is injured? <laughs> what a question! Uh, what a great I, question. I yeah, I'm sure we will score a few, quite a few uh, bluebird past. Yeah, well, uh, well, let's just say we will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, then, since that we, we've hashed over all ground with some of these questions, um, Gareth Pierce asks: Do Cardiff's overall problems stem from midfield? Cardiff are poor both in and out of possession. Lack of energy and ideas. Pack and Volks doesn't work. Both sit too deep. Lack of balance left slash Mind right foot combinations. see the problem. Well, you say everyone. Well, like, like they, not, they, not, not well, everyone can, can they? You so. don't. You don't need a brand new team to do the basics. Pass, move, run. That's what you said earlier. <laughs> man after your own heart. Uh, what's his name? Gareth was there. Gareth Pierce. Gareth. The Gareth. Mate, listen. Maybe we get you signed up and put little. Uh, <laughs> 
GP on your t-shirt and send you into the training ground. <laughs> okay then, let's uh, let's finally move on to some predictions then for this weekend. Uh, Brentford at home, no easy task at all. Um, Blake, yeah, we'll come to you first for your score prediction. Uh, 2-1 loss. Paul? A 3-2 loss. Brentford are where we want to be. Now it's whether Brentford can get over their little dip and go to Cardiff and win. That's what you're saying if you're in promotion mode. Right? Cardiff, promotion mode is kind of fading. You're just trying to get back onto some sort of even keel. So, um, but I'm, I'm rewinding. I think Harris will have Cardiff up for this. Oh, I, think, I think he might get the, the, the right team. It's still a very difficult place to come and win at, notwithstanding Forest and Bristol City have done it this season. I'm going to do a complete U-turn, actually. I said 3-2. I'm going 2-1 Cardiff. I'm going to complete the full house and say 2-1. You turn <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> but the boy is not for turning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you once again for listening and thanks for all your questions. Make sure you keep up to date with all the Cardiff City news at Wales Online. Mm-hmm.